presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. The adventure of the howling coyote, the adventure which took Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen to the ranch of Comanche Joe, wealthy Indian oil man, is rapidly drawing to a close. Comanche Joe and Tumbleweed Jones, Jimmy's close friends, were forced to enter a mountain cave where the villainous Rawson was hiding in order to capture him. A gun battle ensued, and the shots resulted in a terrific cave-in, trapping all three men. In our last episode, we heard how they finally lapsed into unconsciousness because of lack of air. And then, some time later, just before the episode ended, Superman arrived on the scene. Listen. Here's the entrance to the cave. I'll batter my way through that fallen rock with my fists, hurl it down the hill... If only I'm in time. If only it's not too late. Well, here goes. Ah, it's going to take a little longer than I expected. Must be tons of rock bucking up this entrance. I wonder how long trouble we'd come after you've been trapped inside with Ross. Now then, if I can just get through this big boulder, summon all my strength. Now then. There. I made it. I've gotten through to them. Now, let's see. Yes, there they are. Comanche, Tumbleweed, and Rawson. Are they still alive, I wonder? Better get them out into the open. Here, throw Comanche over my shoulder. Pick up Tumbleweed in this hand. And Rawson in this. There we are. Better leave them here at the entrance of the cave. Ah, here come the Indians now. They'll do whatever's necessary to revive them. If they can be revived. I'd better hurry back to town before Jimmy and the doctor discover my absence. Ah, ah, ah. Why doesn't he get back here? Uh, take it easy, Jimmy. He'll be here. Well, he said he wouldn't be long. He only went as far as the garage to get some gas for that car of yours. You don't suppose something happened to him, do you? Huh? Maybe we, we better call the garage. Oh, no, Jimmy. But I don't think it'd be a bad idea if we called the ranch. Oh, why call the ranch? We know something's wrong. We know something's happened to Comanche Joe and Tumbleweed. Oh, you never know, Jimmy. They might be out of danger by this time. Then you could take it easy instead of rushing back there. I'll telephone. Won't do any harm at any rate. Hello? Hello? Uh, give me Comanche Joe's ranch house, please. Oh, I'll hold on. Gosh, I wish Mr. Kent would get back here. What can be keeping him? He's been gone for over half an hour. We ought to be out at the ranch doing what we can to help Tumbleweed and Comanche Joe. Ah, uh, you'll get there soon enough. Maybe they don't even... Oh, hello? Well, this is Dr. Parker calling. Whom am I talking? Oh, Pat. Pat, we understood something had happened to Comanche Joe and... What's that? Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, I see. Yes. Well, Pat, will you tell them that Mr. Kent and Jimmy Olsen will be there in another few hours? That's right. Uh, do you think you'll need me to dress their wounds? All right, then. I won't bother to come. Goodbye. Jimmy, your worries are over. You mean Comanche Joe and Tumbleweed are okay? I talked to a man named Pat. He said that your friends had been trapped inside a cave. Gone into the cave to capture Rawson, and the entrance had caved in. They were unconscious when the Indians finally got them out. Oh, then the Indians saved them. Well, Pat says they were actually saved by a man the Indians called the Eagle in the shape of a man. He says the Indians claim this new god of theirs battered his way through the fallen rock and brought the men out just in the nick of time. Of course, he doesn't believe it. 
Well, what do you mean? Of course he doesn't believe it. Huh? The eagle in the shape of a man is really Superman. Now, don't start telling me Superman doesn't exist because I know he does. I've seen him. Uh, now, Jimmy. Sure. And, and come to think of it, those Indians were calling for Superman to help them. I believe their story if nobody else does. Superman was the one who saved those men and nobody else. Oh, boy, what a relief. I can relax now that I know Tumbleweed's okay. And Comanche Joe. Oh, sure, him too. Oh, that must be Mr. Kent. Oh, yes. I'll open the door. Hello. Hello. Did you have any trouble, Kent? Yeah, where have you been all this time, Mr. Kent? I'm afraid I lost my way. Couldn't find the garage and wasted some time looking for it. Oh? But it's okay. I've got the gas and we can get started right away. Well, now, there's no hurry, Kent. No hurry? No, Mr. Kent. We just telephoned the ranch house and they told us Comanche Joe and Tumbleweed are okay. Superman saved them. Who saved them? <laughs> the man I spoke to said the Indians claimed the men had been rescued by a Superman. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yes, isn't it? Well, Jimmy, we'd better get started anyway. You all ready? I sure am. And what the doctor said about Superman isn't ridiculous. Okay, okay, Jimmy. Go on out to the car now. I want to talk to the doctor for a minute. Okay. So long, Doc, and many thanks for everything. Well, you're very welcome, Jimmy. Goodbye and good luck. And give my regards to Tumbleweed. I will. Be in the car, Mr. Kent. All right, Jimmy. Now, Doc, what I want to talk to you about is your bill. My bill? Well, certainly, for the operation you performed on Jimmy. Mm. If you let me know what it is, I'll send you a check in the morning. Well, that's awfully nice of you, Kent, but there's no charge for what I did. What? The companionship you two have afforded me in the past few days is ample payment. Oh, but, Doc... Now, there are no buts, my friend. Just forget it. Well, many thanks, then. I'll have one of the ranch hands drive your car back in the morning. He can come back to the ranch in Comanches. Well, this is goodbye. I, I'm really terribly sorry to see you go, Kent. Funny, I was reading, leading a rather dull life here until you came along. What do you mean? Well, it's hard for me to explain. Some strange things happened here the night your young friend Jimmy was brought in. Things I'm not at liberty to talk about. Now this report from the ranch that your friends were saved by Superman. Simply can't understand it. Uh, you don't suppose Superman really exists, do you? Well, frankly, Doc, the idea of a Superman is so fantastic that I'd hardly give it a thought if I were you. Uh, I suppose you've got something there. But I certainly can't bring myself to believe that I dreamed all the things that have happened to me. Especially what happened in that operating room when Jimmy Olsen was at the point of death. Yes, what did happen in that operating room, Doc? Well, I can't answer that, Kent. I gave my word to... Well, I gave my word that I wouldn't breathe a word of it to anyone. I see. Well, once again, goodbye, Doc. Goodbye, Kent. Take it easy on those mountain roads with Jimmy. All right. Especially driving in that antique of Comanche Joe's. I've just checked up and your train leaves in a little while. I, I wish you could stay with us longer. Can't do it, Comanche. Now that the case of the howling coyote is cleared up, Editor White will expect us both back on the job. Yes, I suppose so. Well, everything's turned out for the best. Too bad about Rawson. Although he was my enemy, I'm, I'm sorry he died. Say, gee, I almost forgot. Did you find out how he made the coyote howl? Yes, Jimmy. Would you like to see how Rawson did it? Gosh, I sure would. Well, then I'll show you. Watch. Mr. Kent, did you hear that? I certainly did, Jimmy. It was a coyote. And here it comes now. Well, I'll be... Why, why it's a real coyote. Yes, Jimmy. It's a coyote Rawson used. He'd made a pet of it and trained it to howl whenever he gave the signal. What signal? I didn't hear any signal. You'll understand when I take this whistle out, out of my mouth. Whistle? Yes, here it is. Tiny whistle which can be concealed in the mouth. It makes a sound so high, only the ear of a coyote or a dog can hear it. It's impossible for the human ear to catch it. The note is so high. Sure, I've seen those whistles back in Metropolis. They used for training dogs. That's right. Well, I decided to keep the little coyote as a pet. Look here, we're wasting time. You two better get started. I'll ride with you to the station. Oh, where's Tumbleweed? 
Are you going to say goodbye? Oh, uh, I was afraid you'd get around to that. Cumberweed just couldn't face saying goodbye, Jimmy. Oh. He, uh, he asked me to give you these. Oh, an arrow with a quiver and everything. Gee. Tell him, tell him thanks for me, will you, Comanche? Yes, Jimmy, I'll do that. Come on, Jim. We've got to get going. Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's go. Comanche, what goes on here? All the boys on the ranch and the entire Comanche reservation are going to accompany you two down to the station. What? It's a great honor, Ken. I should say it is. You, you don't see tumbleweed around, do you? No, Jimmy, I don't. Say, now, step out of it. Tumbleweed's doing the right thing, Jimmy. It'll be a lot harder to say goodbye, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Up on those horses, you two. Let's get started. Okay. Train won't wait, you know. Let's go, man. Goodbye, Comanche. I'm looking forward to our next visit, whenever that'll be. Any time at all, Kent. Any time at all. Thanks. Goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye, Comanche. And thank Tumbleweed for the bow and arrow, sir. I will, Jim. Well, here we go. Come on, Comanche. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. trip out here, I've enjoyed it, despite all the accidents and misfortunes we had. I certainly hope we... Oh, say, now, look here. You've got to take it like a man, Jim. I'm all right, Mr. Kent. It's just the Tumbleweed didn't say goodbye. Well, now, Jim, it isn't as if you'll never see Tumbleweed again. Of course it ain't. What? Tumbleweed? Have some fun, laughing squirrel. Where'd you come from, Tumbleweed? What are you doing on this train? Jimmy, we've arranged to have Tumbleweed come and visit us in the city. I mean to see you coming with us all the way to the city, Tumbleweed? Sure I am, if you don't mind. Mine? Why, you old horsey. <laughs> you four-legged drunk old busting loco, Andre. You're rooting <laughs> for And so the adventure of the Howling Coyote ends happily. But what new adventures await Superman and Jimmy and their new friend Tumbleweed Jones in Metropolis? Be sure to hear the next exciting episode of our story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
January 13, 1941. The Howling Coyote, 14. Welcome to Superman Radio Revisited. I'm your host, Matt, and this episode is brought to you by Tumbleweed's Fudge, the best fudge in the Old West. Hop on your hoss and go and get it! It's a bullseye every time. Have some fudge, laughing squirrel. This episode was the last part of the Howling Coyote story arc, which was comprised of episodes 132 through 145 of the Superman radio serial. And overall, I really enjoyed this storyline. It was nice to get out west and just get a different flavor than we have had, or get a western flavor anyway, to this, get a nice adventure with some Comanche Indians Tumbleweed Jones, the Doctor, Pat, Tex, Dusty. There was a lot that this storyline brought to us with just interesting characters full of color and life. And I wanted to talk about the beginning here when Superman was seeing if he could possibly get there in time to save Tumbleweed Jones, Comanche Joe, and Rawson, who were stuck in that cave when the entrance caved in. And I'm just going to play a clip because I have some things to say about that scene. If only I'm in time. If only it's not too late. Well, here goes. Ah, it's going to take a little longer than I expected. Must be tons of rock bucking up this entrance. I wonder how long trouble we've come at. You've been trapped inside with Rossman. Now then, if I can just get through this big boulder, summon all my strength. Now then. I made it. I've gotten through to them. When Superman was smashing the rocks that are blocking the entrance to the cave, that sound effect wasn't really working for me. I was getting the impression that it sounds more like Bud Collier, who played Superman, is hitting a garbage dumpster. And maybe there's a producer saying, Put on a glove so you don't hurt your hand, Bud. I like to think that Bud was doing his own stunts, which, of course, in this case, just means making those Foley sounds. I think the show usually does do an outstanding job immersing us into their world, but that was a miss for me. Getting back into it, Superman does get through this cave-in, and he scoops up Ross and Comanche and Tumbleweed and brings them to the entrance of the cave, but then he thinks he needs to get back because he doesn't want these Indians to see him, and he knows he needs to get back for to the doctor and Jimmy. But I thought the Indians would have already been there working on clearing this cave-in. Perhaps they were all trying to summon the eagle in shape of a man, though. But that could be why they were not, you know, present right then. So Clark goes back to Jimmy and the doctor and... He just makes like he was lost. Classic Clark. And that he could not find this garage. Clark eventually does find the garage and gets the gas, but that's why it took him so long. And he makes it back to the doctor and Jimmy. And the doctor informs him that he called the ranch house and talked to Pat and found out that looks like Comanche Joe and Tumbleweed are going to pull through after all. They're unconscious at the moment, but, you know, things are looking good. 
So Clark tells Jimmy to, as they're saying their goodbyes, and tells Jimmy to weigh out the car and he wants to talk to the doctor. So the doctor tells Clark that there's no charge because Clark wanted to find out what the bill would be and find he's, he's telling Clark how just things were kind of dull before they showed up and all the excitement how Pat had told him that he thinks maybe Comanche and Tumbleweed were saved by the eagle in the shape of a man aka Superman he's asking Clark if he thinks Superman could exist which Clark just kind of rebuffs and does ask though more about how Jimmy was saved exactly and the doctor does not say how saying he was kind of sworn to secrecy on this matter which he passes the test and now Superman does not have to kill him I'm kidding of course I don't think he actually would do that but um that was you know Superman did not want that getting out that he that's how Jimmy was saved was through that blood transfusion which speaking of that blood transfusion that's got to be my highlight of the story arc and I'm just I never did get that super feat that I wanted where Jimmy used some kind of superpowers because I thought maybe you'd be granted them temporarily but didn't happen but you know, I can look to the Silver Age if I want to see crazy Jimmy Olsen stories. When he's Elastic Lad or the Colossal Turtle Boy. I mean, it's rife with them then. And then... Catching up with Comanche later, when Clark and Jimmy get to him, we find out that Rawson did not make it how he had died, and Comanche reveals the secret of how Rawson was able to communicate with, I mean, make the coyote howl. And he had his whistle inside his mouth, ultra-high pitched frequency that only the coyote or dogs would hear, and that's what caused, he trained a coyote as a pet, and this particular coyote is who howled and before all these ominous accidents or that were happening at the ranch. And then this made me think of something that my wife, Heather told me she saw a couple coyotes behind her house and she's worried that they will eat our dog. I don't know how realistic or feasible this is, but if I could attain one of those whistles and maybe train those coyotes, I don't know how hard it is to train a coyote, and I can't ask Rawson. He dead. So Rawson was the coyote whisperer. And on the note of the high-pitched frequency whistle that Rawson used to make the coyote howl, there's no indication that Superman heard the whistle. And if he did, obviously he could have just went right to the source, Rawson, and you know, took care of it, story over, but, so maybe his powers, I'm going to say, they're just not evolved to that point, or this version of Superman, he's not hearing that pitch, and later, obviously, or other versions, you know, I'm thinking of Superman the movie, that's how Lex Luthor 
sends a signal to Superman or a message to him using an ultra high pitched frequency that he mentions. Superman's the only person on less than four legs hearing the message. I think that's the line. Something like that. Anyway, moving on. So then they, they're they saying their goodbyes and Jimmy's kind of sad because Tumbleweed doesn't show up to say goodbye and Comanche Joe gives him that bow and arrow set that Tumbleweed had made for him and he's really down and out. But yay, Tumbleweed's going to visit Metropolis and I'm glad because he and Jimmy got to be such great friends and I wonder if we're going to see Comanche or Tumbleweed in the future. Because, you know, I feel like they were bright spots to the story arc. And it was really wonderful to have them. And we will just have to see as we go further. But anyway, as the train's pulling away and the Indians are all saying goodbye, I know this is an audio show radio show but i just i just had this thought and i I wanted to say how i would have ended the episode on a visual scale the camera pans in to chief running fox to something he's wearing he's wearing a scalp of rawson let that be a lesson do not mess with Chief Running Fox's boy. Thank you for listening to Superman Radio Revisited. Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster and is copyright DC Comics. Theme song was There's Coyotes by Man's Ear. And all music used is copyright the respective copyright holders. I'm going to close the podcast with a song by The Offspring. If you have questions, comments, or feedback... You can get in touch with Superman Radio Revisited on the Facebook group, on Twitter, at Radio Superman. And I just named an Instagram account, Superman Radio Revisited. You can send a voice message that I can play on the show on the Anchor app. And if you want to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, I will read that on the show. Next time, we start a brand new storyline called The Black Pearl of Osiris. And I'm looking forward to unveiling an awesome new theme song for that one. And I'm probably going to release on about a weekly, roughly a weekly schedule, because nobody's really clamoring for the next episode. And I'm still enjoying making the podcast, though. So I want to make the podcast before I listen to the next episode. And since I want to go forward, we'll just stick to roughly a week, I'm thinking. So take care and God bless. Come on, Comanche. Bye, everybody. Bye. Look here, you've got to take it like a man, Jim.
priority. Super genius. <laughs>